The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, he is your host of the PWT cast, Bang, bang. Welcome to episode six of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. And this is Stank. Stank, how, how are you today? Dude, I'm feeling like a million bucks. Fuck. Dude, yeah, today has been, uh, it's been one of those weird days where it's it's been going by super quick. I didn't even realize yeah. what time it was until you came around my uh, my area of the store and we were like, oh, it's time to record. Yo, are we going to record or what? Yeah. But um, as always, though, this show is brought to you by the official sponsor of the PWT cast, Freelance Wrestling. Their next show is I Want to Believe, which if you know Matt Nicks, it fully goes with it fits. what he's all about. But it's uh, Friday, September 20th at the Logan Square uh, Auditorium in Chicago. Tickets are available at FreelanceWrestling.com. Uh, but if you can't make it, like you and I can almost monthly, yeah. you can watch live on IndependentWrestling.tv or just download the IWTV app. It's uh, available for both Apple and Android. And you just got to use the promo code FREELANCE for a free 20-day trial. And it gives you access to all the past events, all the past shows. And uh, I heard there's a, there's a certain man who won uh, the Freelance Halloween Battle Royale last year. So if you're interested in that. They got the archived footage of it. Yeah. So remember, you just you can use the promo code FREELANCE for a free 20-day trial. And that's at independentwrestling.tv. Or just download the IWTV app. But stank. Yeah. There's been a lot going on this fucking not, not yeah. just this past week. We'll get we'll get into the bubbly in a little bit, <laughs> but we've uh, been podcasting for about a month now. Yeah, it's uh, it's gone by pretty quick, don't you think? Yeah, when we first like thought of this, we were both just like so scared that it wouldn't work out or yeah. that you know, everyone would be like, "Oh, your show fucking sucks." And uh, which it might, it, it might it, suck. Listen, it might. Yeah, I've, I've had a lot of people come up to us, and especially last weekend with All Out, and they just mentioned to us how much they love the show. Yeah. We, we had a friend of the show, Dennis Day Jr., in the shop today. He just, yeah, he strolled by. He strolled by. He told us how much he loves the show, and that's always cool hearing that feedback because, yeah. like, regardless of the content, it, anytime you and I get to sit together and talk, especially yeah. with one of our friends, I'm all fucking for it. Yeah, it's fun times. Yeah, it's fun times, but. To know that other people enjoy it, that's awesome. And yeah, it's it's one thing getting like a like an online review or like a five stars, which we always appreciate. But like seeing someone in person that we know, like they know all the stupid things that we say, mm-hmm. they get the jokes. They're like, "Where's stupid Michael?" Um, and just knowing that there's actual all the people that wanted to donate. Oh yeah, which we've been getting a lot of requests for people wanting to donate. We should have took all that money. We should have, but you know what? We're we're good guys. We, yeah. we can't. We wouldn't be able to do that. And unfortunately, on this week's episode, we don't take any money either. But you'll understand why. We'll, we'll yeah. get to that. We'll get to that soon. We'll get around But uh, I just want to say thank you to all the guests we've had on. You know, we had uh, John Pollock and Cowboy Waiting yep. on last week. And those guys were, like I mentioned before, you know, they were my white Canadian whales that I wanted to get on. Yeah. And just like looking back at it, I don't think there's any other podcast that in the first month can claim that they've had Marty and Sarah, Matt Nix, uh, Frank Spahik and John and Way from uh, Post Wrestling. It's a pretty uh, rarefied air that we're yeah, living like, in. If this was the last episode of the show uh, with Vinny, you know. Yeah, we've done it all. It, it would have done it all. If these six episodes are the only things that happen, there's a meteor that comes and destroys us yeah. all. I will have been content that those were the six people I had because they're all very close friends. They're all people, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm really close with and 
Yeah, the, the meteor would hit us first because we're at the top of the mountain. You know what I mean? Yeah, they would have. It would have. We would be the first to go. First. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know we're we're at episode six now. I hope that we eventually get to episode six hundred. Sure. You know, like Joe Rogan, where we just got a thousand of them. Yeah, we got a studio. Yeah, we need. Oh, we need to get a studio. We yeah. need to get our own Jamie. You're like Jamie, can you look that up for us? <laughs> we're gonna have a mic stand hooked up to segways, and we're just rolling around like idiots. We can get a friend of the show, cousin Jeremy, to be our. You know, just look everything up for us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be glad to do it. Yeah, of course. He loves uh, He loves all that. Yeah. Uh, you know what he doesn't love, though? Hmm. Sony being a piece of shit. Uh, who does? Uh, like, Except for Sony. Uh, like, let's just... I, I've talked about this. Dennis, Dennis Day Jr. mentioned there. He uh, was like, oh, you went on about that, which, yeah, yeah. there's no shortage of me yeah. just... The amount of disgust I have for yeah, Sony. Just talking about fucking yeah. Sony and the all the BS they're throwing uh, at us. It was, for those unaware, they announced that the doors are uh, shut. Yeah. On, on Spider-Man and the MCU for now. It's like they hate money. Yeah, they, they keep trying to throw this narrative of uh, Kevin Feige's too busy. Yeah, he's not too busy. That guy's been a consultant on every Spider-Man movie Yeah, because he loves Spider-Man. Yeah, call him up. I bet you say, I'm not that busy. Yeah, this guy's, I'm sorry, this guy's only producing 37 projects at once, but guess what? Yeah. He, he would make time for that 38th one. put that at the top of the list. Especially, yeah, if it was Spider-Man. And... If I don't know if you can tell by my voice, I am so excited for the next installment of Spider-Man where they try to force uh, this Venom Spider-Man crossover that they've been trying to do forever. Listen, for for Tom Holland's sake, I'll buy a ticket or two with my family, but I won't like it. No, and I'm, I'm like, probably gonna roll my eyes. And it's not the Marvel fanboy in me, but like Sony cannot put out a good superhero movie. They don't know what they're doing. They put out Venom. Yeah. And it was like a two and a half hour movie, and it takes like an hour and a half for Venom to show up. Yeah. TVs, they're great at. Yeah. Uh, video game consoles for your home entertainment, love it. Spider Man movies, not so good at. It's not. And again, I don't want to hear about like, well, those old Sam Raimi ones. Sure, those were fine at the time. They just don't hold up. They don't yeah. hold up to the current it ones. It might as I'm well sorry. have been like. 45 years ago, as far as I'm concerned. It might as well be the old... Uh, yeah, Charlie Chaplin old, as Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, Batman 66. Yeah. You know, which, hey, if that's, if that's your cup Batman of tea... Batman 66 is great, though. That's fine, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, so for now, no more Spider-Man. But I've been reading I've been reading rumors about how they plan to introduce uh, Doctor Doom. And personally, the one that I've loved seeing um, is that they would have this eccentric billionaire come in... And help the the poor nation of Sokovia that was destroyed by Ultron. Oh, that's a good that's yeah. a good one. And he would eventually uh, decide, hey guys, if it's all cool with you guys, we're, let's just change this to Latveria. You know, that would uh, make a lot of sense. Yeah, because it would be kind of cool if he's not the first villain of the Fantastic Four movies. Like, obviously you're going to introduce him, right? But there's other characters. At, at some point, you're going to get to Galactus. Sure. You know that might be the next big bad. I feel like Apocalypse and, or Galactus. Not to mention, there's a bunch of like little Ultron bots around there. He can he can convert to Doom bots. Mm-hmm. Oh, so man. The, the seeds are there. Yeah, you know, I I trust Kevin Feige because he has enough, more than enough he's smart. time. He's, he's smart. Out of the Sony Marvel deal, he's the smart one. Yeah. So, no Spider Man, but hey, we're getting Moon Knight. We're getting Doctor. We're getting the Fantastic Four. We're getting Doctor Doom. All the X Men. And as we heard, you know, a little scoop. Oh wait. I don't think they said that on air. Oh. No, no, we we heard a scoop from an, almost, uh, from an unnamed source. I almost blabbed something. You almost blabbed something. That's gonna have to go back in the vault. I'm sorry. Oh man. Yeah, but there's definitely some cool shit coming. Berto looked at me like, "Shut your face." <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a, I wouldn't even edit out. We'll keep it in. Yeah. But that's coming and it's going to be awesome. Uh, you know what else was awesome that yeah. I just saw? I saw it chapter two. Oh, how was night. it? It was really how was good. It? <laughs> it, it was good. Yeah. I love, um, I just, I love how the actors that they got to play the kids now, you know, everybody, especially yeah. Bill Hader. Yeah, Bill Hader Bill knocks Hader it out of the it. fucking park for yeah. me. But it's, and without spoilers, they do an awesome job. Like it literally feels like, especially because there are some flashback sequences, mm-hmm. it does feel like they essentially just let these kids grow up before your eyes and, you know, you see them, especially there's a, in, in the little like a uh, hypochondriac kid in the first one, Eddie, I believe his name is. Yep. The actor they have to play adult version of him He's a hunk. Oh, no, no, that's uh, Ben that you're thinking oh, about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, like, the dude is spot on. He oh. is as spot on as you could be for, for that role, and I love it. Again, yeah. Bill Hader knocks it out of the park, which is weird, because uh, in that first, it not the, the miniseries mm-hmm. from back in the day, the character of Richie wasn't one that necessarily stuck out. Right. But they definitely, whatever they gave Bill Hader with, he fucking ran with it. And he was kind of the star of the show to me. Everyone was good. I, yeah. I don't really have any complaints for it. And I'm I love I like horror movies. I'm not too big into them. Right. You know, like I some people have complaints as far as comparing this one to the the, the mini series. But again, it was just two different things, two different genres. Yeah. They didn't have the money to make that one as cool as they could. And that one was on TV, so they couldn't do all the gory shit that they probably wanted to. Yeah, I mean, as far as like horror remakes go, I sometimes I like roll my eyes because I've, you know, we've all seen people redo the blob or, mm-hmm. I mean, the thing turned out all right, but like, um, it one was great. Um, the guy that plays Pennywise, uh, what's his name? Something Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. He can actually do the lazy eye thing. Yeah, on I, command. Mm-hmm. I was reading an interview where Bill Hader talked about how he he could just move his eye. Yeah, he was like freaked the fuck out because yeah, yeah his eyes are just moving like that. Yeah, and the same thing with like that weird uh, Pennywise droopy lip smile. He can just droop his lip like that on like it, that's not CGI. That's him doing it. Dude, I so cool. I know some people uh, love the old Pennywise, the Pennywise they grew yeah, up Tim with. Curry. Tim Curry, God bless Tim Curry, friend of the this show. Pennywise is. A lot better, I think, though. Oh, yeah. Bill Bill Skarsgård knocks that out of the fucking yeah. park as Pennywise, too. And it's it's a lot of... Sh- it's showing, you know? It's a lot of him being scary, not by, like, saying these, you know, oh, I'm the eater of worlds and doing this stuff. It's yeah. a lot of just what he does and, like, the emo- the emotions he inflicts upon you by just... Yeah. That Even when he's just stare. acting like a kid, like when he was talking to Georgie, he's like, he's like, oh, there's a circus down here. <laughs> and you're like, holy shit, that's oh, creepy. There is a little kid scene in this movie that, without spoilers, <laughs> Ooh, I'll fuck, be on the lookout fuck for him. It. But you know who is a, who's a giant fanatic of horror movies is this week's guest, Vinny Malave. Oh, man. I, it's weird saying his last name because I've never once had to refer to him by his last yeah, it's name. Yeah, so always Vinny or Vincenzo. Yeah, Vinny Vincenzo. I, I assume Vincenzo's just when he's uh, in trouble. Yeah. But yeah, Vinny, he's, he's been here at the shop for, I mean, I've been here for four years, but he's been here five, six years he's now. He's been here as long yeah, as I've been here. He'll, he'll talk about it on the show, but Vinny's a cool fucking dude. Like yeah. when, he, when I first started working here, he was like the first person I kind of like gravitated to, yeah. mostly because we were both like the wrestling nerds at the front of the shop. Yep. You know, but dude, you know, dude's like my big brother. He, he does a lot of like cool stuff on his own aside from all the work he does for one hour tees, pro wrestling tees. I think he's the first member of the PWT cast we've had on the show. I mean, Frank notwithstanding, because Frank does everything. Yeah, he's the president but, of Worldwide yeah, Operations. But 
Vinny does a lot of stuff for one hour tees and for pro wrestling yeah. tees, which is, you know, it's a lot to undertake, but he knocks it out along with running his own. He has this horror pop-up shop that's uh, coming up. You yeah. know, we, I remember when he like first talked about it, that was one of those things where it's like, man, you know what? That sounds pretty fucking Yeah, we all got really excited. But like, yeah, if you can pull it off, do it. And I knew he could. You yeah. know, there's a lot of stuff that he'll he'll bring up, like the Fanny DeVitos, yeah. which are still available at thecrypticcloset.com. Yeah. Um, limited quantities Limited available. quantity. I think he says something like 20, in the 20s, there's yeah. like that's left. So go get them get, while you can. Yeah, go get them while you can. But yeah, when, when he talked about like doing the Horror House, it was such a cool concept. It was such a cool thing. And like he's even working on like a, a comic book with uh, friend of the show Julio, yep. who works here with us, and he, you know he'll he'll get into that stuff. But again, uh, it, it's awesome what he's doing with the horror house. He'll he'll get into it, and you fuck it. Let, let's just stop talking about it. Yeah, we'll let's get bring him up. Ladies and gentlemen, Vincenzo. And now with us we have the man himself, Vincenzo. Oh, hey. I'm sorry. I feel like I should have given you like a bigger intro, but yeah. leading up to this, it was just like a minute or two of me just sucking your dick at like how awesome you are. Yeah, you I was wondering why my, why my fly was open, but now I figured it out. So, Vinny, for, your, for those of you who don't know you, who aren't familiar with Vinny of One Hour Tees, the sexy vampire of yeah. One Hour Tees, as I like to say, <laughs> uh, what is it that you do around here? Um, so, for One Hour Tees, I'm one of the account managers, the sales reps. Um, so, basically... I go through all the online orders and write up invoices, create their t-shirt designs, um, kind of put the, put all that together. It's it's it seems minimal, but it's it's a lot of multitasking. So I'll, like I'll pick up just a ballpark, I don't know, 30, 40 plus orders a day, and then email these people their invoices and all that. There's some things we can cannot do, so I gotta explain it through email, pick up phone calls, do all that, and then the next day I pick up another 30, 40 out you know orders, and then all that kind of accumulates because then, I don't know, one week I'll hear from somebody four days later, you know, and it's just, it's just a lot of juggling. So yeah. it's fun, but I've done it long enough to where I almost do it like the back of my You're hand. like a robot. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And I imagine exactly it's 30, I 40 when it's a slow week because I've, but before I worked in the back, I used to work right up in the front, right next to you. And there would be those, there would be those weeks, man, during the holidays where there's like 30 people calling every hour to just talk, just to talk and you got to sit there and write up like all these orders. So I know it's gotten like, what's, what's the highest amount of orders you've done in like a week in a week. Um, I think it was like 230, 240. Jesus. And how long have you been with the company now? Cause like, I know you started before me, yeah. but I, um, it, I want to say it's like, it was before WrestleMania season. Cause I started, before I was working here, I was working at Lisa Marie's restaurant, The Squared Circle, mm-hmm. and that's how I had met Ryan. I, I want to say I started maybe March of 2000. I've been here for like over six and a half years. Okay, so maybe like a, so you probably started around like 2013, 2014. Yeah, 2013. I, I started right around 2015. Yeah, I want to say it was 2013. Okay, so you've been around for like, the inception of pro wrestling tees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pro wrestling tees was when it started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, he had just right when I got hired, it was literally a, just a baby. You know, like he had the window wraps with Kevin Steen and you know Joey the box Ryan, and Joey box, Ryan, Cliff Compton. Yeah, Barracuda Mailbox Bomber, who was super over at the time. Yeah, um, still is. Still yeah, is. yeah, yeah. 
it's like a, he has like a cult following. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was so for me. I got that job from front of the show, Marty DeRosa. God, friend that of the guy. Show. That guy's just doing he's, his best to hook he's up. He's the everybody. gift that keeps on giving. He is, man. It's 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 it, he's a gem. He's a fucking gem. So when I um give you a little backstory, when I was working at Squared Circle, I was there for I don't know almost a year or so, and um I I think they had like a comedy night, and it was I've never met marty or heard of him you know never seen his stuff and i just remember he had a set martin morrow and um kevin kellum was there kevin that's Kellum, actually, friend of the show yeah that's how i met of all show. of them actually and um i just remember marty and martin having like just a really killer set mm-hmm. and then um marty was just a really cool dude man like when you when you talk to him he just has like that personality that you just kind of gravitate to you know like really down to earth genuine and those are just the kind of people who i like to be around you know perfect example you guys you know Mm -hmm. like i feel like they're i get along with practically everybody at the shop you know but there's certain people who i'll call on you know yeah Mm -hmm. when i'm off clock good brothers right 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 so um i met him we kind of you know i guess I don't know what you say. Fucking became Facebook friends, and that was how we made it official. Yeah, you guys That's, made your friendship. You guys made your friendship official, baby. Coming yeah, Facebook the official. World, I gave him the online wedding ring, yeah. and I just fucking poked him, and then I added him. <laughs> and then, forever. Yeah, and then barbershop window posted something like, "Fucking now hiring for a graphic designer," and I didn't know it was part of one hour tees. I didn't know that Ryan had just bought them out, mm-hmm. so I applied because. Um, Squared Circle was really cool and stuff, but the hours just weren't that great, and I had rent to pay. And um, I applied. Ryan emailed me back that same day, asked me if I wanted an interview, and I couldn't, so I got it the next day, and then I got hired, like, that next day. That sounds almost exactly how I got hired, because my hiring process was, uh, and I mentioned before, whenever there was, like, a job opening, Marty would always, uh, like, hey, can you do this, can you do that? And I'm like, I have never done graphic design in my life. Like I very briefly have worked with Photoshop, but I I don't have enough knowledge to like do this stuff. And it was always like really nice. Like I've I've told them a million times, and I will always sing the praises of Marty DeRosa mm-hmm. for that because he's someone who like looks out for everybody. You know, if like I, it's and it's kind of with like I think you and I were friend of the show Wes Allen of the mm-hmm. Allen Club. Um, he's a sweetheart he's a sweetheart god bless that yeah soul. like and I'll, I'll i'll send from time to time uh his kids cash and roxy like i'll send them stuff and he's always like dude like you're so you're, you're so good and it's, it's not even just trying to put myself over there's there's a reason you know like i'll send them stuff and he's like you're so nice like and i, I tell him all the time i'm like dude when i was a kid when i was younger marty DeRosa and colt cabana did everything they could to like just be cool as fuck to me you know, they had, they, they didn't have to, they didn't have to be nice to me for any reason, but it's one of those things where like, and all of us here can kind of like, there's people who come in the shop and like, if they're cool, you know, we, we can tell, we can tell from afar, like, oh, okay, this guy's not like a weirdo. He's right. not like someone you want to stay away from. So you try to be nicer to those people. And I try to pass that on. You know, if I see someone that's cool, someone even here in the, sh- you know, we mentioned Dennis Day Jr. earlier. Like, he's a real cool guy. Yeah. I just saw, I would see him around, got to talk to the guy. He's a really fucking cool guy, you know? So, if like, there's anything I could ever yeah, do for the guy, I would help him. He's super cool. I remember once he came to the, sh- the stores, I'd, he's like super nice. So I charged him double. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Friendship fee. Yeah, it was yeah. just like, dude, but, you're a really cool guy. Um, like, it, same thing, but uh, sorry, I digress so much. But like, getting back to the story, um, 
same thing. I applied. Ryan just emailed me. He was just like, yeah, do you want to come in? I just came in for like what was, I guess, like an interview, but he yeah, was just like, yeah. He didn't read my resume. Like I, I asked him, I was like, hey, after I got in hired, I was like, did you read my resume? He's like, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, never. He's like, I don't read that crap. But like I literally walked, I, I met Gail, you know, got the basic information. It was like the prelude to the interview and then I go and I meet Ryan and you know how Ryan is if anybody who's met Ryan you know he's very he's a super awesome dude one of my favorite people in the fucking world but god man he is very hard to read he's very like serious like a motherfucker seriously man like he you do not know unless he's laughing you'd never know what he's thinking in his head right so I didn't know that going into it. I'd never met him. I had literally, there was a Jim Ross event at the House of Blues in Chicago, and that's how I met him because he had the truck with the Macho Man on it. Uh-huh. And he was. The giant um, Hummer? Yeah, and yeah. I guess he was selling, like, helping him sell merch. And Lisa got tickets. For, like, they gave her a whole bunch of tickets. And she gave one to me, and we went. And then right after, I had a shift. So I went and I started. And Ryan came to drop off some, like, Macho Man glasses that he had just. It was right when he started selling them. And, um, introduced myself and that was before I got the interview and then when I met him it was kind of like oh hey what's going on dude you know like I think you remembered me but wasn't sure again he's so freaking hard to read yeah. and um I showed him the stuff that I had done because at that point I hadn't done graphic design in years and I just had like the stuff that I had done for my band so I showed him that and he was like yeah you got the like I just pretty much came in just to find out I had the job you know and the hard part was trying to because I love wrestling and I love working at Squared Circle because I, I just love having Lisa as a boss, you know? She's totally cool. Friend of the show. Seriously. Friend she's show. She is, is a total sweetheart, even to this day. I mean, I saw her at StarCast 1, and I was walking past the bar, and, like, she was just hanging there with, I think, ODB, and, like, she just came out, and she just, like, hugged me. And, like, there's not many people who, when you know, when they're stars and they have so many fans, like, they don't go out of the way to talk to people, right. you know? It's easy like, to forget she, people. Dude, right. She recognizes me by, from being just friends with you. Like, there was one WrestleCon that I was at where I remember texting you, and I was like, oh, hey, Lisa's here. You're like, oh, go tell her I said hello. So I went over there, you know, told her hello. And now every single time she sees me afterwards, she just comes up to me, gives me a hug, asks how you are. I'm yeah, like, he's yeah. great. And that was the hardest part was, like, leaving that. Yeah. So, which, I mean, it kind of kind of worked out later, but... Like Ryan had to text her to find out like could I hire this dude and luckily she put me over and she's like he's he's amazing she's like I think that's a more better suited job for him and shortly after I was just working one hour tees just doing that and how 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 long after that did you uh, start to get involved with like the pro wrestling tee side of it like I I know you've done designs which that's my my favorite thing my most favorite thing about working here is at some point it's, and it's not all the time but it's every you know every other week Vinny will walk up to me and say yo check this out this is probably the best thing about when i when we worked right next to each other mm-hmm. when it like whenever it'd be like a slow day or something you just be like yo check this out and you show me some image of like some shirts some some we've used you know most famously the um the ramones one yeah i see the ramones one everywhere yeah, yeah the dude, ramones I, that's one, that's that's probably like the most popular one I have. And I still pinch myself when I see people wearing it on SummerSlam or whatever it is. Um, Dude, Scott Hall's always posting that. For those unaware, it's, uh, it's, it's the Ramones yeah. cover, but uh, all four of them have Our a Razor Ramon. Razor <laughs> Ramon's head on them. Yeah, dude. See, so that's like, um, I, I don't know what I can, can and cannot say, but I like to Matt Riddle when I'm not at work. <laughs> so um, when I was Matt Riddling, 
Mm-hmm. That's how I got the inspiration to make that. And I was at a, at a convention. I was at Monster Mania, New Jersey, setting up, because I, I, I own um, Cryptic Closet. And that started from just me having all these random ideas. Like, I love t-shirts. Yeah. I think we all do. And, we, and if not, you're kind of forced to, because now yeah. I want to say almost every employee here has 80% t-shirts and then yeah. pants. Um, I remember just making random shirt designs and then I would print them and then I'd wear them and then my friends would be like, dude, that's really cool. Like, can I get one? And I got to the point where I was like, you know, I should maybe just try to do it. Yeah. And I remember, I will say I'm, I'm, I have to thank Karima because she's the first person who, when I was thinking about, you know, starting a site and everything, she was the only person in one hour tees who kind of had her own thing going. She had the wake up call tees yeah. and that's really successful. And like, she's, yeah, she and still is. Yeah. And it's, it's still going strong. And like, that's the only person who I knew was doing something similar to what I wanted to do. Ryan was on a whole different level. So like I knew what worked for him probably wouldn't work for me for my right. beginning stages. I'm not saying Karima was at her beginning stages at all, but like the way she was approaching her business was what I wanted to do. It's so she's accessible. Right. You. So she yeah. gave me the idea of, you know, big cartel, um, then just buy the domain, change it. And I did that and I started posting my ideas slowly but surely. And, um, that's how it started, man. And like, I, I, I still do it, but like you were mentioning my whole new thing now is the horror house. So like, it's funny cause life has been so unpredictable the past six, seven years, but it's it, when I look back on it and what I'm doing and like the main focus of what I really want to do right now, which is the horror house and my whole end goal with that. And it's like, none of it would be able to happen without the dominoes fall yeah, into what everything did. fell into place for right, you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the times we'd like to, especially when we are younger and it's, it's the case with everyone where we think when I'm at, you know, this age or at this point in my life, I would like for this to happen. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work that way. No. It doesn't always work that yep, way. I said, I wanted to be married and have kids. I'm 31. I have a cat. I'm single. <laughs> so the cat boy, cat boy. Yeah. But it's, it's cool. It's, it's one of, Cody says it a lot. Do the work. Mm-hmm. Do the work and it'll, you know, everything else will yeah, just every, manifest Everything itself. that's meant to be will happen. And yeah, once you do the work enough too, then you can start saying, I have this goal. I'm going to start steering my ship that way, right? Like, right. I think we've all kind of said it, you know, speak it into existence. Now, I'm not a very superstitious guy, but like, I really do think if you say, I want to do that and listen, all it takes is just doing the steps towards it and stuff magically starts falling into place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people don't realize is if you don't start taking those first steps, they're waiting for the lottery ticket to happen or for the perfect circumstance to happen. And it'll, it'll never happen, rarely. Right. And so, like, like, I know for you, because, you know, I sit next to you now, I see you hustling and, like, magical ideas just start coming out but you're doing them, you know what I mean? You're not just sitting on your ass saying, man, it would be nice if uh, if I could someday get a horror pop-up. You you just went out and did it, you yeah. know? Like so, yeah, like I was saying, at, at Monster Mania, I thought of that design. And I remember there was like a wrestling fan who was looking at my Stone Cold Steve Urkel shirt because mm-hmm. that's the one I had just released it that weekend. And for those who don't know, it's literally, it just says Urkel 316 on the back. It's uh, similar to the skull with the smoke coming out, which Dave was, uh, helped me out with that. <laughs> um, but it's Steve Urkel. And, um, which a, a lot of your shirts are just like puns, puns. Like dad jokes. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, memes. The, the one thing, the one thing Vinny is notorious for here when our pro wrestling creative ventures, whatever you want to fucking call it, are your goddamn puns. 
Like, if ever anyone needs something, great. yeah, I'm just like, go to Vinny. And the best is when, when you've been Matt Riddling for a while. Oh, dude. Because there's no shortage of just, like, puns and one-liners that you you ever have. Man, dude, I fucking, I've been RVDing for a while now. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, dude. I, there's, there's no... Like I don't look up dad jokes or anything. It just come. Maybe it's just because I have a cat. I'm I'm a, I'm a cat dad. Yeah, and cat it just dad. comes naturally. Hashtag cat dad. Hashtag cat dad. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude. So I, I in my head, I'm like, there was a wrestling fan who was looking at my shirt, and I was like, just having a brain fart. I was sitting there, and then you know, AKA Madeline, Um and he was like, just staring at all the wrestling stuff. And I was like, hey man, I was like, what do you think of this idea? I was like, I'm gonna make a Ramon shirt but I'm going to put Razor Ramon's face on all of them, and it's just going to say the Ramones. And the dude laughed so hard. He's like, if you make that, I will buy it. And I said, well, it doesn't matter, because I was going to make it anyways. I just thought I'd <laughs> ask you. And, um, yeah, I made that. And it's funny, because I did a print, just a test print, at One Hour T's, uh, shit, I want to say like a week after. Because that night in the hotel, I put the you went to together. Work. Yeah. And um, came to work, and I did a test print, just because I was going to put them up on the, on the site. And Ryan saw the shirt and fucking Ryan does not always. He's not a gusher. No, he's not a gusher. Yeah. He does not like uh, mark out for any of my designs except that one. Like He fucking laughed his ass off. I didn't even think he knew who the Ramones were, but he pissed himself laughing and he took a picture and he's like, this is great. Can I show Scott Hall? And in my mind, I was like. Sure, but I was going to yeah, plan the releases on my site. Yeah. Um, and then Scott Hall loved it, wanted to put it on his site. And I said, as long as I can do it on mine. And then that was the story of my fucking best-selling shirt to date. So would you say that's like your favorite design you've done? You know, not my favorite. I, you know, it's... I mean, you got a bunch of them. You got the, yeah. the Alkaline Trejo. Yeah, Alkaline that Trejo one. is probably like I love top, it. Yeah, yeah. top three. And what else? You got the Eddie... The Eddie That's Guerrero probably one Monster. of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like yeah. you said, the the Urkel three sixteen. You got a, you got a bunch of. I got a Mike Tyson uh, shirt that it's just him as a saw puppet, and it yep. just says Thaw. <laughs> um, I got an the movie Eraserhead from David Lynch, mm-hmm. and it's Mike Tyson's face, and it says Eraserhead, <laughs> and that's a great one. I have a Johnny Cash style shirt with Bernie Sanders <laughs> flipping off, and mm-hmm. it says Burn. Um, I mean, I have a whole... It, it's pretty much me and my brother. So if it makes me and him laugh, I just fucking print it. I yeah. don't even ask to... Like, I don't know. So I guess for me... Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I, I do things if they interest me. Like, I can't do something just because it's in. Like, I can't, I can't take... If there's a really popular fad or something going on, I don't really make designs based off that. Like, right. I do it based off, like... Does this make me laugh? Does this entertain me? Because if so, then I'm going to do it. And so far, it's kept true to my brand. Like, if I do anything else, it just seems like... It's Which is like, a, it's a good way to approach your art. Because when, like, when I first thought of the idea of, like, the show, and, like, the first person I called was Stank. Yeah. Because we have a lot of, like, the same... We just think similarly, a lot of the same interests. And I believe it's Punk who's referenced some band... Who, who basically said, you know, along the lines of, like, if there's not someone making the music you want to listen to, then you make that music that you want to listen to. And I've kind of just tried to, like, 
take that into my own with like, all right, there's a lot of wrestling pod, there's a lot of podcasts in general, not yeah. just wrestling ones that I listen to, and there are some where it's like, oh, I really love this specific one because you know they they touch on A, B, and C, and then on this other one, you know, they talk about D, E, and F, and it's like, well, why can't I have my own podcast where I just talk about all of that? You do the whole alphabet yourself. Yeah, do the whole right. alphabet, right. and I know like seeing seeing how you approach like cryptic closet at first and it's just like made into your own like i can see that you went that approach as well because like there there's definitely things you can make there's definitely things you can produce that the masses will like but if it's something you like and it's something even if it's like some stupid reference that only you and a handful of people will get like there is an audience for that there will be people who say Urkel fucking 316 I love it and yeah. that'll be their thing so that's very it's, I, I love that you have that approach yeah. like even with like the Fanny DeVitos which I will dude, not thanks, stop Matt, talking about Matt it thanks riddling for that one dude <laughs> I'm not even joking uh, yeah I, I the Fanny DeVito was more like a like a joke the Fanny DeVito was just like a a joke I think I was thinking about a fanny pack um, and then, I don't know, my brain somehow put <laughs> Fanny DeVito together, and I thought it'd be hilarious if there was actually a, a fanny pack with Dana DeVito's face. And then it took me, like, a couple of weeks to find a place that actually had a tan fanny pack that didn't look tacky yeah. and really cheesy. Because who would want one? Right, yeah. <laughs> who the fuck would want that, you know? Who would pick that color of all the colors? Yeah, so I looked, and I found a place, and they had, like, wholesale price, and... Got to make the Fanny DeVitos, even doing a little hair on the side. But yeah, man, like I don't, I don't, I feel like life's too short to ever do anything that doesn't interest you. Like, I think most people like to play it safe and don't like to take that risk. And me, I'm still taking risk and falling on my face. But you're, you're never really gonna know yeah. if it worked or not until you try. Like, I'd rather do that than be an old fart and always wonder what if, you know, and have those regrets than to say I failed trying, you know. Yeah. So. so, at what point did you decide, like? The horror house is something that I'm going to do. When, when did it become like more than just an idea in your head and just something that you went about wanting to actually do, having to rent the space and get all these vendors together and organize so you know, this, everything? This will be the first time I actually fully um, publicly explain what I want to do with the horror house. This is the first time I'm publicly telling the whole situation that happened. So, Fuck yeah. fun little exclusive. There was a company who contacted the Cryptic Closet, and they're named Cryptic Apparel. And they tried to threaten us with some legal stuff, saying, we have Cryptic trademarked for any kind of um, apparel, so you guys have to change your name. Long story short, I had my friend who um, works in that field kind of write something up for me and help me out, and basically kind of agreed to the settlement to where I can't use the word Cryptic on any of my shirts. Um just a bunch of bullshit and I didn't really I don't really have the money to um, fight it legally yeah and with the amount of money I'd make from the shows and from from Cryptic Closet it's really not worth it so I started kind of doing a lot of self-reflecting because me and my brother have spent a lot of money time oh, yeah. blood sweat and tears into doing all this you know and like at that point we were really defeated like we felt like man we've spent like over three years traveling spending miles like times we slept in the car at a convention you know to save money like now now what we're we gonna get a new name and start from scratch and honestly there's so many t-shirt companies popping up that it's just hard to compete with you know because a lot yeah. of them outsource for artists pay artists 300 dollars to do it i do all my designs i i don't have like 
anybody doing my stuff, like all the cryptic clause and stuff. And my, like, I think I had, I had Dave help me with the smoke for Urkel, but I don't really have but that people was your idea. Stuff. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I started thinking, I'm like, you know what? I can't really compete with the amount of companies and artists there are. So instead of doing that, why don't I try to work with these people? And I have so many friends who are talented, amazing, like Western Evil, Atomic Cotton, and they all have amazing companies. And it's like, why not do something that brings us all together to where I'm not competition and we can just collaborate? I want to say 90% of them are on the pop-up I'm doing. So the idea was for people who've never gone to a horror convention, you go and there's like a room full of guests, I want to say 10 to 20 celebrities, and then there's a vendor room. And um, the secret behind it all is that the vendors pay for space at these shows. And if it wasn't for the vendors, they wouldn't have the money to pay for these celebrities. But the autographs are so fucking expensive, and so are the photos, that by the time you spend, you know, 40 bucks on admission, you spend 50 bucks on an autograph, and that's, that's cheap. Plus a photo, you know, like let's say you spend 200, 300 bucks on autographs and picks, 40 bucks to get in. You only have like 50, 100 bucks to spend on vendors. And I right. feel like they kind of get the... So they get screwed. Right. So I thought it would be really cool to do like a three-day event in Chicago where it's vendor-based. I'm going to have Killer Cross from Impact Wrestling and Lucha on the ground. He's going to be there Friday and Saturday and just do a really cool event, you know, where it's, it's vendor-based and the tickets are cheap. That way people can spend more money on them and support the actual artists and people doing it, you know? Which is cool, too, because I know every convention that I've gone to, it's it's fun to see the celebrities. It's cool to, oh, Chris Evans is here, holy shit, you know, like, that's awesome. But unless you're really going, unless you're going there just to see them, there's not really much else to do as far right. as, like, the celebrity side goes. But then, like, there's so many cool vendors, like... I've got this problem now where when I was younger, I would go to these conventions and I couldn't buy anything because I didn't have any money. But now I'm a giant man child and I want to buy everything. You mm-hmm. know, so now my thing is like, all right, let's let's do one. I'll do one circle just to make sure I see everything. And I know oh, that booth, I'm going back to that specific booth because they had, you know, this shining shirt that they wanted. Or, oh, that Funko Pop I really wanted was yep. at that other one. But it's cool. So you're, you're putting an emphasis on the vendors, which is, for the most part, what people remember. Right. And I mean, like, so don't get me wrong. I love all the conventions I do. They, I'm not talking bad about the way they do the things. It's just I decided to take a different approach. I decided to do something completely different. Like, mind you, if I had the money to get a bunch of celebrities, yeah, I'd consider doing it. But I would still keep it to a minimum, like two or three. That way they get the attention they deserve and they're not overshadowed by a whole bunch of other people. You, know? you get enough money to book Brendan Fraser? Um, I did. Front of the show. Front of the show. Yeah, I, I, was, I did send out an email. But, I, you know, um, I, I know a guy. I know Matt Ross. He's, he's friends with him. We'll, we'll see. We'll, they were probably busy like skydiving or something. Maybe. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll reach out to him. Maybe he can come around for the second one. Yeah. That, but, would, that would be pretty sweet. You know, I get, I'll get him to sign my Bedazzled DVD. <laughs> what about your monkey bone? bone? Yeah, yeah, monkey bone. Yeah, um, But no, so the end, the end goal, what I was mentioning is that like, I want to open up a storefront. Like, if there's anything that Ryan's taught me is that, like, the sky's the limit. Like, what he thought was going to be a small little thing with pro wrestling tees, look at it now. Like, people yeah. come from out of, you guys know. It's his main thing. Yeah, like, people come from different countries just to see the shop. The shop isn't that huge. Like, anybody who's been there, it's big when you check out the entire facility, including the printing room. But, but the, the store itself, store. yeah, it's not that big. It's just what's in the store. Yeah. And it's just, like, it, it just has, like, this aura about it, you know? Yeah. And, um... 
there was a place called the Horribles in Berwyn, ran by John Aranza, who's a fucking amazing dude. And um, they got sold out. And there's no place that really has an all-stop, like a, like a all one-stop shop for, for horror. You know, whether it be like toys, figures, if you want to go get a horror comic or you want to get the new NECA figure, um, any horror pops, like you have to kind of go to different places to kind of get all those mm-hmm. things or get them online, you know, and pay all these different shipping prices. So my goal is to eventually have a storefront similar to pro wrestling tees, but with horror, you know? Um, well, that's the one thing I noticed about like horror fans is like, they do love their photo ops. Like you'll see people with like Robert England and you know, whatever guy played uh, Jason in Friday the 13th. But like the one thing I noticed is they love stuff. Merch. Like, Collectors, yeah. they, 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 need a, they need a representative. Props. Like, I'm one of those people. Yeah, figures, DVDs. Like, I mean, if anyone comes through the shop and sees Vinny's desk, it's covered in horror iconography. I, I always say it's every year for Halloween, like wh- whether I get you for Secret Santa or not, I always just get you things because you're the easiest person to shop for here yeah. because it's like, oh, this really fucking specific wrestling or this very specific horror thing I found, I'm like, I have to get it for Vinny. Like, the next closest person would probably be Andrew. But, like, yeah, if, if you ever come into the shop and you get a chance to see Vinny's desk, it's yeah. just this awesome, like... It's a tribute to horror. Yeah, but it's a, right next to Dave's sick toy collection. That is I mean, yeah, my, these, two men, uh, these two men here with me have probably the biggest toy collection aside from, like... Michael's inventory of toys. Yeah, stupid Michael. Hashtag stupid Michael's inventory of toys. But it's all like really cool shit that like if you look at it, you're like, oh, Ninja Turtles, Golden Girls, uh, Gremlins. Like, yep, this describes these men perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Like, I know you do too, but like I'll be working and I'll just look down and see my NECA Ninja Turtles. And I'm like, God damn, that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm the same way, dude. I, I'm, I'm actually really close to bringing my... Betty White Golden Girls Chia Pet. So I think that'll be coming. <laughs> Free closer. Chia Seeds for everyone. Yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, no, I, I... Seeing what Ryan did with Pro Wrestling Tees was, was just a huge inspiration to me. So, like, I, I realized that, like, anything's possible if you really try. And, you know, it's like, truthfully speaking, Ryan, obviously, he does a lot for Pro Wrestling Tees, but for the shop itself, it's not really, like, our main focus. You know, right. it's, just, it's just kind of something we have. I would be putting my full heart and soul to it. So, like, right. if Ryan were to do that, let's say... Let's say Ryan didn't really focus on the online thing and decided, hey, you know what? I'm really going to push this shop. It would be even bigger than that. Oh, yeah. So I want to do that, but with horror. So that's like, I guess, the light at the end of the tunnel. It's a good idea. I mean, the market's there. Everyone's really kind of coming back to horror, like, more than they were before. Um, and it's like, like you guys both saw it this weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, places Speaking are of, packed. You know, so I, have a, I was thinking about what you guys were saying about it. And um, I got kind of my stance on it because i loved it i did mm-hmm. i did like the new one but i do love the old one and it's not bad and i think bill skarsgård is fantastic mm-hmm. but i don't think i think tim kerr and him are even i don't think one's you better think so? um and if you the, i guess they're both the kind of different right but the best way to kind of put it as to how i view it is i'll put it in a wrestling terms so and that way people who listen to podcasts can get it like there's some people who love old classic wrestling where it's not high spots. They're just selling the story. Mm-hmm. They're telling the story in the ring. You look at like old Stan Hansen matches, you, mm-hmm. you know, any old of that. Rick like Flair. people have a genuine love, like love for that. Like, you know, and then there's some people who watch new stuff and they're like, oh, what the fuck? All this flippity floppity shit. Get it. It's too much. And to me, I view the flippity floppity shit as CGI. Sure. And I love, 
I, I love the movie. I did, I'm not saying I'm, I'm going to end up owning it, you know, like I do with most, but like I, there's something about the original that I appreciate because there was no CGI. They did right. they all do everything themselves. practically. And there's, there's something about that charm that you just got to yeah. respect. What's with most movies? Like I, I like, so we'll, we'll stick it with movies that, uh, Star Wars trilogy, the, my Star Wars trilogy, episodes one, two, and three, people give a lot of shit to. And I get it. You know, you grew up with uh, four, five, and six, and those that was your holy grail. And they used a lot of, like, practical effects for that. A lot of it. Like, if you ever... There's no shortage of, like, hey, how did, how did uh, they do that in Star Wars? There's so many... Right. It was all, like, little model ships zoomed in real close. Yeah, they, they do all that. But for this one, it was George Lucas, like, experimenting with, like, all right, here's this new CGI shit. You know, I'm gonna make a, I'm a, I'm gonna make a whole Gungan world, and that, I feel like that those three movies kind of suffered because of that because the technology just wasn't there yet. Right. But now you see like the newer Star Wars movies, who like especially J.J. Abrams, Force Awakens. I I love. Oh. It's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Yeah, somebody and, somebody can take CGI and do it well. Yeah, like, and it's, that's what he did. He did. I like he straight up said everything that everything was practical obviously like what you couldn't you you just couldn't do same thing with like mad max fury road like these dudes were out there doing these stunts like legit in the desert in the desert and it was just like we if we have to we physically cannot do it we will cgi it but there's like a certain charm to you know okay i can see that something they practically made right as opposed to like well and sometimes they do yeah they do both and it's like a real like they're not heavy-handed on the CGI. They use the practical stuff really well. Like, bringing it back to wrestling, um, so my brother was at All Out. It was his first wrestling event that he's been to in, like, a long time. And so he hated the private party match. Because he's like, it, they just look like they're doing ballet and they're flipping. And to be fair, there was a little bit of that going on, mm-hmm. right? Um, which I, I also showed him uh, Osprey versus Ricochet, and he's like, "What the fuck?" You know, a lot of a lot of people that hadn't seen wrestling in a long time are like, "What is this? What wrestling has become?" There's merit to that, but like, he watched the Kenny Omega uh, Pac match, and there was some obvious choreography going on, but like, he was like, "But there's actually he's like, like wow, story, this is great." Yeah, he's like, "I could tell some of it was pre-planned," but he's like, "But like, they're fucking shotgun." drop kicking each other in the face and he's like this is like to to him that was the perfect balance of like like if he saw like an old rick flair match he probably would be bored mm-hmm. and if he saw a ricochet osprey match again he'd be like this is stupid but perfect match of both somewhere you find that little magical little mm-hmm. nugget and it's delicious you know Dude, and it goes a long way man like think about yeah double or nothing like the lucha like the, the lucha bros and young bucks probably one of the most fun matches to watch yep. the best match of the night cody and dustin yeah, and, and that's that, because that was the story. Just straight up the story. Exactly. Yeah. And it's Which like, like so even even you know, bringing like bring it let's bring it back to, you know, it. There's a lot of horror movies that overuse CGI or that even like rely too much on like practical effects. But what it is is if you can make that emotional connection because of that story, and even with wrestling, like mm-hmm. if you can make that connection, it doesn't matter how bad or how good, you know, the effects are. Like mm-hmm. uh let's take Avengers Endgame. Uh, no, 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 even that, it's, I, I use this analogy all the time. Batman v Superman and uh, Captain America Civil War. Yeah. One movie was just, here are these two characters we want, you guys, you've seen different incarnations of, and it's going to be this 
big fight where you don't really know why they're fighting yeah. other than we Let's run out of ideas. Good stuff. Yeah, they're just going to fight each other and there's going to be a lot of CGI and at some point, uh, I like Wonder Woman Batman shows pulls up. out his dick. And then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, and then you have Captain America then. Civil War, which has had so many, it was like had movies leading up to this fight with Steve Rogers and Tony Stark. And you're, you're just like, when, when, they, when they finally finally deliver it to you, you're like, fuck, yes, like, it pays off. Like, I, I will put that scene where they're fighting, and Tony, like, I'm getting emotional now talking oh, yeah. about it, but, like, Tony, you know, he's, like, fighting the shield, him. left yeah. and right, oh. and, like, Captain America just jams a shield in his chest and then rips it out, and Tony's just sitting there defeated, and he's like, give me back my shield. My dad made that for you. Give, me, give it back, and he just throws it at him. Like, that we were able to have that um, scene because of the story that was told, right? You know, it wasn't all just blah, blah, blah. it wasn't all smoke and mirrors. It wasn't all right. smoke and mirrors. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. just the story that was there. told. Or the other DC movie that, like, one I refused to watch, but my wife wanted to watch it, so we had Aquaman on. Oof. And I'm like, what the fuck is it? Like, I felt like you know, like Jim Cornette watching a. Ricochet. You felt like someone saw Black Panther and was yeah. like, oh, cool, was like, let's do that underwater. Even mm-hmm. even if this was a video game, I'd be like, I can't see anything. There's just laser beams and bubbles and like lava, cra- spoiler alert, lava crab monsters. I'm like, what the, this is the dumbest, th- like, give me the Joker, like the new Joker movie. I haven't even seen it, but I know it's going to be one trillion times better. Give me that over like noise, right? And so so many movies have a lot of noise. I think that's what's good about the new It stuff is because they do a lot of practical stuff mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. No, I think um, it's they do it very well. They do yeah. it in a good way. Um, but yeah. like I said, to play it, to, to be on the opposite side, think about Tim Curry. Tim Curry didn't need any effects to yeah, scar children. To like, they were, like, you think about It, within the first five minutes, there's the CGI for him to, you know, whatever. Yeah. Tim Curry literally scarred children. Uh, I was creeped out by him as a kid. Just being Just a clown. Just being him. Like, yeah. they put, like, you know, different teeth on him for that one scene, the contacts, but that's all he, it was just him. And, like, yeah. there's just something you got to admire about that. Well, also, Tim Curry is pretty magical. He's, he is. As is. He is, yeah. Yeah, I so, love Tim Curry. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely worth watching. If you're a horror fan, go see it, too. But based on, like, like you said, connecting with your audience, like, that's something that you've done. You've been able to, like, connect to these people because... My favorite, like, I mention it all the time to, to Marty, and, Marty and Sarah, you know? Like, if I see someone wearing one of their shirts, instant fucking connection. I'm like, fuck yeah, like, I know those people are cool. Yep. And if I see someone wearing Cryptic Closet shirts, I instantly know, they've got like, good all right, taste. like, they've got good taste. And you, similar to Ryan, like, you listen to the consumer. You, you know, you hear these people out, like, oh, this is something you would like? Give me, give me a bit, I'll work on that. And, like... I was there, uh, the, the various freelance shows where you used to show up and you would set yourself up. Like people loved your stuff. Yeah. Like if there's one thing that like wrestler wrestling and like horror movies have in common is that like they both like this. It's like they're both weird little niche clubs that if Run you're deep. In, if you're in, you get why yeah. and that's, that you know. Yeah, that's the, I was actually gonna make that comment earlier. Like for people. Who walk past my booth? It's like you either get it or you don't. Right. And I mean, like, there's either people who belly laugh when walking past my shit, or you're just like, man, this guy's fucking stupid. <laughs> but his brother's afro is pretty sweet. Yeah. You know, like, it, it is a majestic afro. Yeah. yeah it Shout is. out to Moses, uh, yeah. friend of the show. Afro. Love you. His uh, afro and him, both friends of the show. Both friends yeah. of the show. So, what are you hoping to accomplish with this? Um, like, obviously, awesome. like I know, obviously, you 
it, you know, in the back of your mind, this becomes super successful and you have a second one. But what is the one main thing you want to get out of this? The storefront. The storefront? Yeah. So, like, the goal is um, I'm going to do – there's a place called Alamo Draft House in Texas. And Ooh, they do a very lot of familiar really, with Yeah, them. they do a lot of really rad events, man. They do, like, the – where they did the they, screening of Jaws where people can have, like, little – tubes and just like they had a screening it. of it where everyone came dressed as clowns yeah and they also did like i believe they did like a friday 13th i wasn't sure if it was them but they did like a friday 13th in the woods and it's just like things like that where people just love that shit like it's it's right. something so simple They're okay uh, friday 13th uh woods yeah let's do it in the woods you know like i'm not saying that i'm not making fun of them i'm just saying like right. it's simple things that anybody can put together and they right. do it but they do it well and like there's there's nothing really cool like that in chicago there's a couple of really good events but i feel like Nothing on a consistent basis. So my goal is to do this. My friend George um, Espinosa, he has a company called Bury Me in Gold um, where he, he films and does, like, photography and stuff, and he's going to be filming um, that whole weekend and then eventually do a second one and team up with Freelance Wrestling and kind of make it a horror con but with a wrestling show. Oh, if you guys could do a horror wrestling show... Well, that's that's the next goal. Like Ugh. I'm ju- I'm just using this, you know, as like a like a Freddy versus Jason versus r- Penis Druid versus <laughs> um, right Freddy versus Jason versus Penis Druid. <laughs> yeah, versus Penis. We need druid. to make this happen. Only if the Penis Druid goes over. Um, we got to bring him out of retirement. You, you guys, so we and I think I've briefly touched upon it, maybe in the, some of the few episodes. Penis? But my penis, I definitely touched on that. <laughs> um, but you guys are also working on like there's a comic book coming out in conjunction with the horror house. Yeah, you want to talk about that a little? Yeah, so I have um some really cool friends, Julio Guerra, Adam, Bill. Um, I, I just there's so many to name. They're all fucking amazing people. Ashley Esper. Um, there's George Garza, Joshua Hull, um, Anthony Cleveland. Um, I'll say Bill Hallier. Um, which friends is of the all show. yeah, the, all friends of the show, and um. Lisa Jones, we've all kind of teamed up and decided to, I had an idea of doing a Tales from the Cryptic Closet comic book um, by taking inspiration of like Tales from the Crypt and like mm-hmm. the old Creepshow comic um, and doing like a horror anthology. So I kind of spit the idea to Julio and, you know, he's he, he's really deep into in the comic world and he, you know, has released comics on his yeah, like I believe he's like worked with like Marvel, DC, yeah, he's, like he's along with other independent wrestling companies. List. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Ben Miller and him own Guerrilla Publishing, and like they're all just like really talented and amazing people, and they were all on board for this project. So we decided to do it, do a little Kickstarter, and um, I was lucky enough to get Killer Cross to do the foreword for the comic. So it's just like it's really cool because for me, it's almost like all these years work kind of pushed together. I have all these people that I've met, and I'm mashing it into this one project and i'm so so proud of it man like i'm so excited to release it at the pop-up and killer cross will be there all the artists will be there to sign the comic if anybody wants you know to do that and Um, are there will there be i don't know anyone familiar that we know like on this comic maybe on like a back cover you know funny thing so with the kickstarter one of the tiers in the back where you can pay to get your head on the back of the comic. So mm-hmm. we have this... Uh, was it just like a regular head or... or like a no, really it's, handsome it's, one. It's a, a handsome severed head. <laughs> well, it became a handsome severed head. It was just a severed head before. Yeah. And we have a character called the Cryptic Creep, which, yes, it's 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 inspired by Uncle Creepy and, you know, the Crypt yeah. Keeper. And that was Stupid Michael's nickname in high school. Yeah. yeah that was also Stupid Michael's nickname now. <laughs> yeah, and his dick was named Pinky. Still is. Um, <laughs> also. Yeah, so... Also Stupid Michael's nickname in high school. Yeah. Not, not a friend of the show at all. No. Um, but, yeah, it's... it's um, you pay 150 bucks and you get your 
severed head where it's like we're going to have the cryptic creeper on the back and he's going to have four heads and you could pay to have one of your heads on there and the amazing scrump is going to have his head on the back of our comic oh in full glory in full glory so like like I told you and Julio you guys are both like oh thank you I'm like I was going to donate regardless yeah when I saw I could like there's been a lot of weird things that have happened in like the last year as far as just like Kind of you mentioned, you know, like wanting, like, I want this to happen. Nobody, nobody was ever going to come up to me and say, hey, do you want to start your own podcast? And like, no, right. I just did it because I fucking it. wanted to do yeah. it. You know, like I, I very much often go for that proverbial brass ring if it's fucking there. And when the opportunity to have like to, to one support my friends, like, you know, I'm always going to fucking do that. that. I'm always like a big proponent of like whether it's a, a retweet or like a buying a shirt, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm gonna show fucking support. Do it. Show support. The fact that I could get my severed head on the back of a comic, I was fucking all in. I was Matt and Nick Jackson at the Sears Center. I was yeah. all in, dude. And when I seen that you were one of them, I was all out. I was naked, <laughs> and I was so excited. And um, yeah, dude, it's it's cool because like I have a book that just captures so much. You know, like it, yeah. it means so much to me. You know, and then like to have one, you know, one of my really good friends. Actually, two of them on the back of the comic with yeah. their severed heads. It's just like, I don't know, man. I couldn't, I couldn't be any happier with what we're doing, and um, I'm just really excited to be able to do that in partnership with the Horror House. You know, like so yeah. to do all this, um, you know. And I got to give a shout out to Lopez too. He's he's been a big part friend of, of the it. Show. Friend of the show. He has obscure apparel, and um, we kind of, me, him, and Julio kind of all teamed up. My brother and we we found a spot. And it's a place in South Loop, Chicago, good part of Chicago. Um, we got like a retail space, like almost nine thousand square feet, and we're filling it with like over thirty vendors. Shabby. Yeah, I mean, we got. I, I I personally hand selected all these vendors. Like, I didn't have an open submission where people can just pay. I wanted certain people, and I wanted a perfect mixture of everything. I want when people walk in the door, they can get if they want a horror T-shirt, they can get that. If you want a horror flask that's custom made, there's a place that does that. If you want a, a Final figure that's hand created that you can get in stores. There's a place that if you want kaiju toys, there's a place for that. Right. You want retro like original horror posters, we got a table for that. Like I'm, I wanted it to be like literally a one stop shop. Yeah, like, all the stuff you would look for. Right, I almost you're kind a fan. of right, and I almost kind of do it to foreshadow the shop because I want people to get an idea of what I'd want. Because all these people that I have on the show, ideally, I would love to work with and carry in the shops. Then, let's say. Christmas is around the corner and you have a friend who is like me, loves horror movies and is a collector. You could, you don't have to go to these three or four different websites, pay the shipping and hope it comes by Christmas. You can just go over to the horror house shop and get all those things and right then and there, you know, and that's, that's, that's kind of like my, my thinking is like, I want to build something that I would go to myself. Like if, sure. I, if I can do something that makes me excited to go to work every single day, it's never going to feel like work. So, so you see, so well, like, to just like you know wrap all this up like that's one of the reasons why, again i've said it i said it on the intro you know like i've always seen you as like a big brother figure both of you guys but like you know with you and it's one of those things where it's like when i see when i see you doing this it's like fuck yeah like i'm so proud of you like i'm so happy that like all this is going down like i know me and dave we're gonna be there as spectators yeah so we're excited to see like all this happen like the we minute get, you started ex- we get free tickets right yeah for sure um okay because yeah, we'll, we'll put all our money towards. Yes, well, it, no, so I was gonna say so. So, so, um, really quick, what I'll do is for you guys have me on the show. Maybe today, I'll um, I'll share your guys' pro wrestling tees page. Well, well, that's kind of what we're gonna get to. We don't. Yeah, we don't. We, actually, we don't have a pro wrestling. We're a little tees page. embarrassed. <laughs> we we work here though. 
Yeah, but, well, that's what everyone. So says. when we started the show, I don't, I, I don't know if you listened to, I don't know if you listened to episode zero or not. But I don't or, think he listens well, to any of them. Yeah. Oh no, I always I start at one. I never start at zero. Yeah. Well, yeah. on episode zero, we explained. Um, Ryan told us when we started that we need to get like the ten thousand followers or pay the seventy five dollar fee, and uh, that's you know you know how much I paid for the fucking bogus. Jane Silent Bob meet and greet. Yeah. So I'm still I'm and still in the hole for that. He paid to be on the back cover of your comic book. Yeah, and yeah. then the money I did have, I paid for that. So we're actually kind of broke right now. So we're actually gonna we're a little cash yeah, poor. We didn't ask. You're like ask, at zero zero zero. No, we have no. we have some money. Like Frank donated, Nick, Marty, and Sarah. We, we, didn't, right we didn't ask John and Way. I believe we were at like what thirty eight fifty. Thirty eight fifty, I think. Yeah, 30, we're gonna have to check with our accountant. So you can't we're even buy like a account. new Xbox game right now. No, Jesus well, well we're so, we're a Sony family here, yeah. unless it's. Yeah, that's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Uh, but yeah, that's what we're, we're going to ask you. I know you probably have all your money wrapped up in the horror house. Is there anything you can fucking throw away? Even if it's like a dollar or two, you know, we're just, we, we want to hurry up and get these before like the um, Black Friday yeah, sale. Yeah, we're trying to be entrepreneurs like you. Yeah. Um, you know, dude, honestly, let me see what I even got in my pocket. Um, all right. I know that pocket's got a hole in the bottom, so... I, Lizard inhaler. I don't think we can. Yeah, I mean, you guys take my breath away, so I have to bring it. Um, There's your Matt Riddles. Yeah. My receipt from Spirit Halloween. I have nothing for you guys. So. um, It's fine. You know what? Having you on here was fun. No, you know, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. on. Time out, time out. I got an idea. I got a really cool idea. Check this out. Hear me out. Okay. Um, How about I don't give you money, but Saturday night. You guys come to the pop up and do a live show at the horror house. Oh, what? Yeah, once you guys do a live show, I don't know who your guests will be or what you'll do. That's all up to you. But I'm giving you guys the ball and the platform to do a live show. You guys are down. Can we bring a a change bucket to collect from everyone? Yeah, can we bring um, a little change bucket? Yes, you want, it's fine. Around. You want? We're getting greedy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we would love that. Holy shit, we're gonna have a fucking first. All live right, show. we accept. Yeah, all right, yes. we accept. Holy shit, you guys heard it here first. Uh, you guys can thank fucking Vinny for yep, he made it happen. giving us the platform to do our first live show. And Listen, I know a lot of podcasts, and they haven't had a live show yet. Yeah, there's a lot of podcasts. You know, they, they haven't been able to do one, especially not this early. But yeah. holy shit, dude, thank you That's so much. Big. I mean, I does, what, what other perfect way to do it than to have my friends on the show as well? So yeah. why not uh, and work together? we'll probably horrify your whole crowd at how amateurish we are. Oh, oh yeah, so, that'll be so the best. The real scary it'll be part, on theme. Yeah, the scary part would be having to hear us talk about... Yeah, like, like, don't make me go in there, please. Like, why is this guy talking about being a penis druid again? Yeah. Holy shit. But holy... Oh, my God. Thank you so much for this opportunity, awesome. Vinny. Oh, you know what? Thank you for this I definitely know... I definitely know who we can have on the show. We'll announce that on a future episode. Yeah. But I think you and I both know who we'll have on that I think live we're all show. on the same wavelength Yeah, I, right say, I think I'm, put, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, I'm putting you it know, down hard. Being a little cryptic. Uh, yeah. But uh, holy shit. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Vinny. Um, thank you for being on the show. Where can people find you online? Um, you can find me on all the weird, creepy sex chats. Um, yeah. I'm usually in the Pornhub chat. Like when people, when you're watching a video and there's somebody who's like ASL question mark, it's probably me. Or he's in the comment section saying, hey, who's that uh, sexy stud in this video? I'm like, I'm pretty sure the dude in this porno has six toes. Yeah, I know. But you can find me on Twitter. It's just Cryptic Closet. No, the, um, I have the website, thecrypticcloset.com. Um, Vinny Malave on Instagram, same with Cryptic Closet. And the Horror House Shop is the Instagram and Facebook. There's also the Facebook event invite. 
um, not the invite, just the Facebook event page. Yeah. Um, just type in the Horror House pop up. And um, one side note: hashtag Free Killer Cross. Free yeah. I, I want to start yep. getting that out there, you know, because uh, friend of the show, friend of the show. And you know, honestly, I I, I mentioned him a couple times, but like Berto, you know, like when you have appreciation and love for for your friends, like he is a dude who you guys know. Yep. I've been praising his name for a long time, and it's really frustrating as a fan to hear what he's going through and yep. it's, it's i just, just want to see sense yeah i just want to see somebody yeah. who's who's so talented get the platform they deserve and yeah yeah i hope uh it all works out for him also Vinny is very single and very disease free so feel free to slide up in his dms yes ladies he's, he's looking dude a virus listening to this shit don't start. She's not going to sleep with me in bed tonight. <laughs> Elvira is his cat, by yeah. the way. Yeah. But uh, thank you, Vinny. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thank you again to Vinny for yeah. fucking everything. We're going to be doing awesome, a live show. Dude. Yeah, Holy I'm so shit. excited. Yeah. And now the fear is creeping in. Ooh, now, I mean, we have we have maybe like a month or so to, to tighten everything up, make yeah. sure that we're... Uh, we're more professional than we have been now. Yeah, which is hard to imagine, but it's hard to. There's imagine. always room for improvement. Yeah, there's always room for improvement. Uh, again, that's just holy shit. When we first started this, I know eventually, like, as far as like live shows, that was something we kind of talked about. Yeah, it was kind of an unrealistic goal, goal especially so so early, early on. into everything. But yeah, it's happening. Yeah, you know, it, it's sink or swim, and. We we definitely we have some people in mind for this live show, yeah. and for those of you who who will be in attendance, I I don't think you will be disappointed. Yeah. It'll be it'll be a fun show, but yeah, fuck. Thanks thanks again to Vinny. Like we're we're doing a live show. Yeah. Holy shit, that's crazy. That's sinking right now. Yeah, it's I can't wait to brag to women about that. Yeah, <laughs> um, but you know what else I can't wait for hmm. to give away another T shirt. I'm always ready to give Yeah, for those of you who listen weekly, uh, we do a t-shirt giveaway, and the way to win one is simple. We post, you know, this week's episode um, on our, as our pinned tweet on our Twitter. All you got to do is make sure you're following us, like it, retweet it, and then we just pick one person at random. Yep. And any t-shirt that we sell through the website is up for grabs, including the Chicago-exclusive shirts that we sell in the store. Yeah. All that stuff that you guys beg for if you're in the VIP group. We can't sell it to you through there, but if you uh, win this contest, we can get you one of those. Yeah, so just make sure it's something we saw. Unfortunately, it's like one of like the arena exclusives from you yeah, know like all out or something. We can't do that. If it's one of like the meet and greet exclusives, we can't do that. But as long as we sell it, it's up for grabs. Yep. And uh, this week's winner of the T-shirt is let me reach into uh, our our hat full of names yep. and pull out. He's shuffling, shuffling. Uh, we got our buddy Klondike. At Can, bearded gender ninety two and holy holy shit is that a fucking, that, is, that is a bearded gender that is a bearded gender so uh yeah check your DMs we'll be mailing we'll be yeah. sending something over congratulations to you right now. congratulations and hey if you guys want to win a free T shirt just again yeah. make sure you like favorite or like and favorite same thing make sure yeah. you like and retweet our pin tweet and just make sure you're following us you know we yeah. and we've made we've made no uh, illusions about this. Our social media following is kind of low, so your odds are really high at getting something yeah, good. Yeah, you know, I actually spoke with, uh, for those of you who have me as friend as a friend on Facebook, you know I'm uh, the EVP of a certain toy company. Sure. You know, so if you, 
I, I spoke with the boss, hashtag stupid Michael. Stupid Michael. And he said that if we can get up to uh, 500 followers on Twitter, we'll give away one Funko Pop. If we can get to 1,000 followers, we'll give away a whole set of WWE Funko Pops. Yeah. And this guy's the Funko master, so yeah, you know he's good. This guy's king of the Funko. So if you want a Funko, um, let's let's get us up to 500 followers. Yeah. On, 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 let's do Instagram and, and Twitter, you know? Spread, Combined. Yeah, spread the word. You know, we... Yeah. We want to get more out there. You want to... Yeah, let's get social, guys. Come on. Yeah, let's get social. But I think it's, uh, I think it's time for our favorite segment of the week. Yes. It's, it's my favorite. I love hearing the song. It comes up on my iPhone uh, all it the time whenever dreams. I'm driving. It's our favorite. Uh, Kevin Aldridge, friend of the show, composed this song for us. And uh, let's just get to it. Yep. Fan of the week. Discrump and stank. I'm riding today to be the fan of the week. Your services suck, my order is fucked. Place this morning I'm free. I hope it keeps you awake. You ain't ever getting Omaha steaks. Sign your fan of the week. Have a nice day. Well, hello everybody. This is Karima from One Hour Tees reading the fan of the week. We have Gino from Parts Unknown. Will you consider making a shirt? WWE logo shirt with an AEW GG graphics. All right. Have a nice day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've I, never thought about doing a WWE shirt with AEW graphics. Get confused about that. Very. I, I'm not sure it can be done. I mean, it can be, but uh, not by us. Yeah. Uh, you work on that sir um yeah. we will try put it on your deviant art yeah put it on your deviant art uh but you know what shirt is available a little bit of the bubble oh man that thing has been selling like crazy yeah it's that that video was awesome when it came out jericho has had quite the week actually chris jericho yeah, ups and friend downs. of the show yeah. yeah the fact that he lost the belt we won the belt. He won the belt, then lost the belt, and then got the belt back. And all in between, then put over a little bit of the bubbly into yeah. like became an international became sensation. International sensation became like the thing. That's just fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. God bless that guy. Like he, it's one of those things where if you hate Jericho, you can keep hating him, but yeah. this man will find something and get that shit over. Yeah. He he'll, and. He'll do it in the face of adversity, like his belt was missing and all that stuff. But like, you you hear this? Oh, the belt is gone. And you're like, oh no, that could possibly be the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. And somehow he spun it into gold. God, like, literally. God bless Chris Jericho. Yeah. God bless a national treasure. National treasure. The Canadian treasure. Yeah. Well, he has American thank citizenship you. too. Thank you, Chris Jericho. We'll say it. Yeah. Thank you, Chris Jericho. We will say it. We'll tell him in person when we see him on the Jericho cruise. That's for sure. Also, if any of you are going on the Jericho cruise, let us know. We'd love to. Yeah, yeah, we'd we'd love to see you guys there. We're not on the list of talent this year, but we will be running around doing some guerrilla podcasting. Yeah. Listen, there will be podcasting on that boat. Whether yeah. Chris Jericho is paying us yeah. or not, doesn't matter because we will be podcasting on yeah, that. We'll boat. We'll be holding court. Yeah, we we will be there. But um, Dave, it's. This was probably, this has been probably one of my favorite episodes, you know. Yeah. I, I love, love Vinny. I, I love Vinny. Yeah. I know when I thought of this show, he was one of the first people that like I knew I had to have him on here. I knew that we I know that we would all just sit around talking and you saw that. There was various points where we were just like, uh, this 
conversation led to that and then to led to this and yeah. we had to kind of just like rein it in rein it in but that's how we are you know that's how we are as friends like yeah. here at the shop we have those conversations where it starts out about the practical effects about it and it leads into this whole rabbit hole yeah. of just modern and old school wrestling it's just we ran the gamut today yeah but um i'm pretty tired i don't think i have much left to say yeah. uh i think i know someone who does have uh something to say i think so too all right well we'll we'll, we'll send it all over to him but i've been scrum and this is Stank. and this is friend of the show kenny omega kenny omega here friend of the show we've run out of things to say here at the pwt cast and so i must bid you adieu goodbye and good night bang bang <laughs>